1: Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your
0: host, LZ Flinnard. So, enterprisers... Thank you for tuning in. This is an exclusive episode. I know we come with you, to you guys every week with extremely intelligent and wise and fun entrepreneurs. But today, we this is a treat. This is an exclusive interview with Kanita Hickman. And I'm not going to ramble too much. I'm just going to let her introduce herself and we're going to go from there. So Kanita. Tell us everything about you. <laughs>
1: Hi, Elsie. How are you? I'm good. Good. Um, thank you for having me on your show. As Elsie mentioned, my name is Kenita Hickman. I own a company called Katara. And through that company, I am able to work on different projects and work with musicians um on different events and things like that, as well as helping them with their career. So eventually Katera will become a one-stop shop for independent musicians um and we'll work on everything from branding to marketing distribution how to help them put together a tour sponsorship those types of things
0: now i have about a million questions because right. i know i know the enterprises know this about me but i I'm kind of run in that musician circle so when you say from a to z what does that mean does that mean if i'm a musician i come to you and say kenita I need your help. Where, where would, where do we start? So,
1: so here's where this kind of came from. So I started off as a writer. So I started writing for a magazine at age 14 and eventually throughout the years, it, I became a music writer and then that became like independent hip hop. And then that moved into, um, managing independent musicians and, I served on a music board called Whammy here and was eventually able to become the vice president for a couple years. And so what I found through my journey with musicians, especially Milwaukee musicians, specifically musicians who do what we'll call urban genres so R&B, spoken word, hip hop, there really is no pathway to success for them. And so I was thinking, and again, during my conversations with different artists, it's like, okay, well, what? what do you need and so what people need is a pathway out of Milwaukee so how do I build a fan base in Milwaukee and how do I create opportunities for myself outside of Milwaukee and I think I've, I've been uncomfortable saying this about myself but the reality of it is I am a natural hustler I am a natural convener I mean for your listeners I can say how I met Elsie it was through a LinkedIn search for Milwaukee podcasters That was it. I searched Milwaukee podcasters. He came up and the conversation started from there. Then I saw you had visibility on Stitcher, which is something I'm familiar with. And so then it made it even more. I don't know. It gave more credence and credibility to your show because you were in a space where I went to look for podcasters. So yeah, so back to the original question, the idea is A to Z. So um, whether you have a manager, um, whether you don't have a manager, we want to help you put together a plan. And for me, it's really thinking about objective-based plans. So what are the benchmarks? What do we need? What things do we need to do? Because I found out, found when I was um, managing musicians exclusively, we didn't have a roadmap to what it was we really wanted to do, so I think that's something that's missing with independent musicians as well. What is the next step? what is the plan, and then how do we work to get there?
0: Kenita's being nice what she what I interpret her as saying is what are we doing? Yes, like a lot of times we just we, we're in the studio, we're making music, mm-hmm. we're doing shows which what are you doing what are you doing
1: (laughs) and you know it's interesting i've had those conversations (laughs) with musicians you know there's one musician well there's a ton of musicians i've talked to who are like oh we did a show at so-and-so and i'd say well did anybody sign up for your newsletter no did you have a merch table no okay then so what like what does that really matter like doing the show And the fans not, A, taking something of yours. So having a merch table with different points of um, entry. So maybe it's the free stickers. Maybe it's a $10 CD. Maybe it's the $25 shirt. Maybe it's your album on vinyl. Having different access points for people to become a part of that funnel. But also having a way to get their contact information so that you can continue to engage them. And that's how my mind thinks. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, are you a musician? Absolutely not. I cannot sing. I cannot dance. Um, I used to play the piano when I was little, and I used to play the drums. And um, for a while, I thought I would be a rapper. Back when Eve and (laughs) Rod and Missy were out, I was like a sophomore in high school. And I was like, I'm going to be the hottest MC ever. I won't even... I'll spare you guys some of the hotlines I wrote as a 15-year-old in theater class. I'll spare you. But um, eventually, it just became apparent to me that it was the business end where I
0: really excelled. And the funny thing is, is I don't know how many, especially independent musicians, understand the need for that. Um, like in your answer, you mentioned things like funnel, points of contact, entry points, and like some of the business side Mm -hmm. of things where just musicians just don't get they want to they want to play music and so how do you how do you get musicians to understand that hey it's great that you want to go out and do all of these shows but there has to be a plan and a strategy behind that
1: you just have those simple conversations the truth of the matter is everybody's not going to get it right this being a client of mine is not going to be something that works for everybody because this has to be a partnership. It has to be a relationship. I am not a yes girl. And so you do not hire me to push your paper and things like that. I don't do that. Um, so it's not going to work for everybody. But for those who get it and for those who also get the next level, which is how do we create other spaces for you so for musicians who have natural hair I'm always talking about what are the other spaces you want to be in Um, I used to manage a skateboard hip-hop group here in Milwaukee years ago and I feel like in my management career I was doing a little bit of this but not enough and so we started performing at skate parks you know if there was a big skate tournament that's where we wanted it to be. So we took our DJ out a couple times and went to um, Minneapolis. There was a skate park called Third Layer, and we did a couple events there. Part of it, though, was because I knew other musicians could not do that and would not take those extra steps. So for me, it's how do you remain an independent artist and be able to generate revenue long term? It's not just going to be touring. It's not just going to be selling merch. Can you write songs? Can you do you love art? Can we have you curate an art column for you know an art magazine? Like, it, that's how my mind works. What are your other interests? And how do we? I think somebody who's done this very successfully, in my opinion, is Kevin Hart. When I found out that his first couple comedy DVDs, he'd signed his production company, his independent production company, had signed an exclusive contract with um. AMC theaters. So before you could see it in Marcus, it was in AMC first. And it was like, wait, how'd he do that? When I saw him on the cover, there was some men's health magazine. And he was on the cover because now he's super tiny, but also buff now, right? And so I in my mind, as I'm in the grocery line, I'm thinking, what does this do for Kevin Hart? So what does this do for the black base that he's um really monetized, right? What does it do for them as they're coming in the grocery store and they now see their favorite comedian, their favorite black comedian on the cover of this men's health institution, right? But what does it also do for the people who are typically reading men's health for fitness purposes? They are now introduced to this comedian who maybe they never really even thought might be for them. And the cool part about things like that is you really don't have to talk a ton about Kevin Hart's comedy. You can do maybe 500 words, maybe 250 words. And the rest of it is about health, but how did that expand his base? I'm interested in doing that with independent
0: musicians. Very cool. <laughs> so, so what kind of things do you look at? Because I mean, even even out, um, at the independent level, there have ha, there have to has to be hints or characteristics or things that you see in certain in certain people that that pique your interest and say, hey, this is a person I want to work with, or this is a person that fits into. Um, into the the partnership that that you were speaking to earlier versus this person is going to waste my time.
1: Part of it, the big part is I have to be a fan of who you are. Okay. So I have to be somebody who either A, who believes in your music. That's a big part. I got to be, I have to be somebody who is thirsty on your music. Somebody who is like looking through Google Play, trying to find you, buying your music, putting you on my phone, putting you on my iPod. And you have to have um, just good energy, I think, for me. The truth of the matter is, it's hard for something to go vi- viral, right? And there's this, this idea that like, well, if I just put my videos on YouTube, people will find me. And it's like, no, people go to YouTube to find things they know will be there. People go to Stitcher to find things they know will be there. Now, should you have representation there? Sure, because after a good show, I may take your sticker or whatever and go home and look for you in the place where I go to look for musicians. So, yes, you should be there, but don't rely on that because the, it's it's so much harder. The Internet has made things more accessible, which is a great thing, but it's also made things more accessible, which is a bad thing. So it is really difficult to um, drown out the noise. And so one thing that I've been doing just in my career is modeling what I want to do for other musicians. So when you think about me reaching out to you, podcasters are very important. This is a growing medium. More and more people are starting to come to podcasters versus radio to get access to information and new music. Um, And so people who are sleeping on podcasters, like, you've already lost You know what I'm saying? So it was it's very important to me to build relationships with podcasters, especially um, podcasters of color. I think that's very important as well, because just in general, um, it is not always easy for people of color to have representation and have space at the table. And so I um, look I I am inclusive of all people, but I definitely I think have a special place in my heart for people of color.
0: What are some of the things that you're looking to do outside of your core business in terms of uh what you mentioned before creating spaces for yourself? Well, I'm
1: su- I'm such a huge advocate of that um off the air I mean you were talking about like the winds, right? And how do you keep moving in spite of the winds and how do you keep building? Like how do you not celebrate too much? And so um for me, I'm always working. I'm always looking to create more space. So one new space that I'll be in um, starting this fall is Edible Milwaukee. Um, I am um, I've created a music and food um, column, which I'm super duper proud of. It's something I've been wanting to do for years. And so I'm excited that um, Edible Milwaukee took a chance and is allowing me to do so. The other thing is uh, Our City, Your Vote, which is a hip hop powered voter engagement initiative and is really leveraging the celebrity of independent musicians in Milwaukee to get out the vote um, in targeted communities, millennials, um, African-Americans and hip hop consumers. And so our first event is September 25th. Uh, at Riverwest Public House in Milwaukee. Certainly, if you want more information, please, please go to our page on Facebook, Our City, um, Your Vote. And so I'm very excited about that. But again, like both of those are examples of, ultimately, I'm I'm building a culture of independent music. And I am creating space within other spaces that maybe haven't traditionally thought of independent musicians in this way. And I'm really like, I feel like the convener So I'm bridging those those spaces together. And it's really exciting. It's exciting um, in part because I left some other projects and some other tables so that I could really take the plunge and bet on me. And thus far, I'm learning that I'm a bit more resilient than I thought.
0: Awesome. So as we kind of uh, wrap things up, talk a little bit about you you mentioned we should how do we keep moving after the win? And then you also mentioned how you had to kind of put some things on the on the side in order to focus on this. How do you do that? How do you know where to move after the win? And how do you know when to push and what to push off and what to focus on? Like how do you even start?
1: I really. (laughs) Well, first, you have to get to know yourself um, so that you can identify what peace feels like to you. And so I had to get to a space where I knew what it felt like to be at peace. So we're not talking about happiness, right? We're talking about peace, where you feel steady and you feel calm. Um, once I recognized what that felt like to be in those, that space, it also made it a lot easier to recognize when I wasn't in that space. And that includes in my personal and professional life. And then you adjust accordingly, um, how do you keep moving? You keep moving forward. So I was telling Elsie uh, last night, yesterday I did a podcast in the morning, went to work, and then I emceed an event, an award show called The Jackins at Radio Milwaukee. And then I went home and did more work. And even though I really wanted to celebrate um, winning, like being an MC at this event and being recommended for it, I think I prayed about it and thanked God for it. And then I went back to work. So, you know, there will be a time where I can celebrate and party a little harder, but it's understanding, being grateful for the opportunity, but knowing that the work is not done. And for me, in my mind, the work is not done until we've reached the ultimate goal. And I'm not... In Belize, with a MacBook and a hammock, <laughs> um, operating my Milwaukee business in Belize for a couple of weeks in
0: an Airbnb. So there's more work to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha. Um, what you were talking about earlier, um, just being at peace. I I like to refer to it as ease. Mm-hmm. It's, um, to your point, peace is and happiness. Happiness are not the same thing. Correct. And for me, it, it's it's uh, as you said is is being self aware enough to know when. When I have ease, mm-hmm. um, whether like you said, it's with a, a business relationship or it's in my personal life, it's just this this thing that you just as you develop, you you just know, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, this this doesn't this mm-hmm. doesn't feel right. There's something not right, and the more you learn to listen to that, I think the better the better you'll be. I'm um, I'm curious. Talk a little bit more about your your ultimate goal uh, because I feel like um, not only musicians but people in general sometimes just we beat the wind it's like we don't have a goal do you have uh your goal written down or, or do you have a vision board see I, i'm asking the question because i already know the answer but for on for the listeners i, I just want to kind of get them in that in that mind space of have a goal write it down so i'm going to shut up tell us tell us about your, your process in terms of goals and, and goal setting
1: well, let me backtrack and say first, yes, ease is important. Peace is important, whichever term you want to use. But recognize that even with peace and ease, there is still work involved. So you still must work. So mm-hmm. there is still hard work. work. Yeah, there, it's, still, it's still work. So don't feel like, oh, this is hard work. This isn't peace. No, it might be. Keep going. Um, I have a series. Okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. So I have two vision boards in my living room and then i i am not an artist by any stretch of the imagination and so i bought colored printer paper like really bright colors um you guys can't see it but um elsie has on a hawaiian print shirt so it's and it's, it's very bright colorful. it's bright colors like that
0: but the thing is is this is not the most colorful one that i have so well you know it i need all parts <laughs> of that so
1: i have these bright hued papers all over my home of different um, mantras and different goals. So the short answer is absolutely yes. And how do I set goals? Um, I look at them one, three, five year plan. And then the ultimate goal for me, the ultimate thing is being able to travel to Tahiti or Belize for work. So to be able to talk about how I built um, a music community in a place where there really was none, um, and how we develop sustainability as a result. So I would love to be asked to come to Tahiti to talk about that and to be paid for it. But I'd also like to have the money and resources to work in Tahiti in an Airbnb or a rented property, my company here in Milwaukee. And so... You know, I, I see voiceover work in my future. I see teaching. I'm actually teaching a course at WIBIC now, um, a nine week course. And so I I see a variety of different revenue streams because that's something we don't talk a lot about either. Um, the importance of revenue streams. And I really don't hear a lot about it in communities of color. But I can assure you Beyonce has re- multiple revenue streams and Jay-Z has his own revenue streams and Warren Buffett and Mark Cuban, and we can go on and on and on. I mean, I, I imagine that LZ has at least two streams of revenue, like, you know, and so, the idea that you're going to become wealthy off one stream, I think, um, is far-fetched. And so we need to really also be more realistic about how we set the goals. Wowzers.
0: We could probably <laughs> have another hour <laughs> j- just about that. But I'm going to I'm gonna let you go. But before we do that, um, how can people reach out, learn more about what you're doing, connect with you if they want to?
1: Yes, I love meeting new people. So please find me on LinkedIn, Kenita Hickman. It's super easy peasy to find me, um, send me a note, send a connection request.
0: And um, yeah, let's let's converse. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again for um, for sharing. Again, I, I, I'm i kind of feeling a little selfish because there is a, a, a ton of concepts that we talked about that we could dig into further. Um, but maybe that just means we have to bring you back and talk more. Oh, um, I would
1: love to talk with you again. I was just thinking as we were talking before we got on the air, like, you know, we just should have kept it rolling while we were just talking because <laughs> that conversation was getting very, very good. It's a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. But, uh,
0: but yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll have you back so we can dig into some of the details. Because again, things like time, money, location, freedom, uh, revenue streams, uh, all, all good stuff. So, uh, enterprises, thank you guys so much for your support over the, the past couple of years. Uh, I, I certainly do appreciate it. I would not be able to do, what I do without you guys. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. Reach out. Let me know that what we're doing is adding value to your life and to your business. Um, You know my email address, eflinart at enterprise-now.biz. Can't wait to hear from you guys. And thank you so much again. And we'll talk with you guys next time.
1: Seems everyone is podcasting these days, but if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming. And tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound
0: amazing and professional. Visit enterprise slash